Welcome back to the Data Blitz Podcast. I'm Noel. And I'm Brendan. Uh, we're coming to you on Friday with a betting episode. Um, you know, really the structure of the episodes is gone for us. We're just going to talk NBA, what's going on around the league, NFL, what's going around the league there, um, some fun bets there. And then I think we have a sneaky college uh, baseball parlay that we previewed on Wednesday. So we'll get into that as well. Yeah. Let's do it, baby. All right. So I know we didn't talk about where to start. Uh, I think we should start with some NBA talk now that we're coming back from the All-Star break, unless you want to go with NFL. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. All right. So I'm interested in, you know, the MVP race right now a little bit still. Sounds like Luca has seen a bit of a resurgence in his MVP odds. Uh, people kind of forgot about him. There's a chance that Luca really does pull through. Um, the MVP is a little bit open after Jokic. And, you know, the Mavs are one of the best teams right now. They are seventh in the West, would be sixth in the East. But they're, they're playing great basketball. Luca's putting up like 34 points every night. And it's been really impressive to, you know, watch that and, and get, you know, a feel for him. Uh, if Jokic doesn't win it, I think it's it's Lucas uh, to win. Really? You think uh, you think Luca over SGA? I think Shea has a pretty good team around him. Um, yeah. But- I, don't know. I think Shea has a better team around him than Luca does. I know Kyrie's coming back though. Uh so we'll see what that ends up looking like. Look, if the Mavericks were in first place right now, I would say I a hundred percent agree, like and probably that Luca does deserve the MVP. But that being said, they're currently in seventh place. Yeah, but so, they're like nine or no they're like six games above 500 so it's not like a normal six the west is just ridiculous this year everybody's blowing everybody out yeah but you're but you're still in the seven seven spot yeah that's true i think uh i think they figured <laughs> out in the back half of the season here look the separation between them and second place is seven or is five games and it's seven to first place so obviously there's plenty of time but right now no. Yeah, I mean, right now, no. I'm not saying he's it right now. I'm saying <laughs> Jokic is it right now. But if if it if it's not Jokic for some reason, which it probably is going to be, let's be real. Uh, I think Luca has a really good shot. Luca could he's put up like 35 I mean, points his a night. Stats, yeah, easily. His stats are nuts. He's almost averaging a triple double. Yeah. With eight more points than Jokic. Yeah. Like, Luca has the stats, for sure. He's not getting them in, like, a, you know, James Harden way when we were talking about James Harden for MVP where he's just going to the foul line because he's putting up 35 points a night. But it's like he's going nuts. He's just shooting everything uh, and making all of the shots. Yeah. No, I I think right now, for me, I would have SGA, honestly. Um, the Nuggets are one game behind them, but I think that, we kind of see this happen in the NBA where they kind of get a hangover of picking the same guy. So mm-hmm. I can totally see last them just being like, the oh, this guy has proved it. I think because they didn't pick Jokic. If they picked Jokic last year, 
I think there would be no question that it's not going to be Jokic again. But because they went with Embiid, I think Jokic is uh, back in the race. Doesn't Jokic also have a good team? Yeah, but I feel like he's more, you know, front and center with all of his stats. Averaging a triple double is is pretty ridiculous, and I think he is right. I didn't actually check that. <laughs> he's pretty close. He's like twelve uh, rebounds and like eight assist or nine assists. Yeah, it's close enough. Um, you know, I think Jay's obviously a huge impact on his team, but he's not the core identity of his team. There's other people that can score. There's a potential rookie of the year candidate, uh, you know, potential most improved player candidate. Um, there's a lot going for them right now. They've, they've all taken big steps forward versus it's like kind of Jokic doing the same thing every year, year after year dominating. Yeah. Jokic is a beast. We know that. And Luca is having a career year for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, if if they if you know if they're in the top two seeds in the West, yeah, I I would buy into that. Uh, Luca would definitely be my MVP then. Yeah, easily. What if what if he's uh takes him up to top four? I can't do it because they. Right. It's they all about the seeding for you. I think for me, yes. if it's like a West candidate. I'm not considering the seeding as much as I normally would because the West is so tight and so competitive. Luca does have a stretch coming up where I think he plays the Clippers, the uh, Celtics, and OKC. So I think that right around that OKC time, you know, depending on how the rest of that stretch goes, maybe place that bet right before that game, or you know, maybe a few days before that game before people really start to pick up on it because, like we saw with you know, the NFL, if an MVP goes head to head with another MVP candidate, one of them dominates the other guy, it kind of shifts the odds massively. Yeah. And he's got a, Luca's got a big stretch right now. He's got Phoenix, uh, Indiana, Cleveland, forget Toronto. And then he's got Boston and then the Sixers, whatever, Indiana again. So, Pretty big stretch right here. I mean, if they can win four of those games, then we're talking, like, legit, like, Luka could be MVP. Even if he gets the four seed. <laughs> Potentially? I, I don't know. It's it's hard to say because, to me, the MVP has to be a guy that, like, helps the team win against better teams. Like, and end up with a, you know, a good seed and is on, like, one of the best teams. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, it is. But I think it's a guy that carries, you know, load by himself and makes his team a lot better. And speaking of that, speaking of MVP candidates that we had been talking about this year, and we talked about a potential resurgence with uh, coaching and, you know, culture shift, uh, Giannis is free-falling right now down those MVP ranks. Um with Doc Rivers as coach, we expected a defensive jump from the Bucks. We saw a jump. Uh, I think they climbed, you know, they, they were allowing, I think, like 17 points per 100 possessions, and now they're down to like 15, um, which maybe 13, 16 to 13, which is, it's uh, 11th in the league, which, you know, could be worse. Um, but what's, interesting is their offense has kind of gone the other way 
while their defense has improved, um, their offense has fallen to 23rd in the league in offensive rating. So they are really not getting done on offense, um, which, you know, with Doc Rivers, you kind of expected to give and take a little bit there, but they've given a lot. And uh, it seems like the season could be going down towards last season categories. Yeah, the Bucks definitely have a lot of issues right now. And it's pretty hard to identify what they are because it seems like they have the roster. It seems like they have the players around Giannis and Lillard and, you know, they went out and got a new head coach for them. And none of this seems to be working. So what's the problem? I feel a little bit biased. But I think moving Drew was a huge culture shock and culture mistake for them. You kind of got rid of some of that really strong, uh, you know, perimeter defense and you brought in Dame, who's not a good defender. Um, I think that combined with the coaching, they're not running the pick and roll, at, you know, the same rate that, rate that they should be when you have Giannis and Dame and, you know, you can, you, <laughs> you can have Giannis, you know, and Dame run the pick and roll, and, and almost every time you're going to get some great result out of that. You have Dame, the great shooter, Giannis, who can dunk over anybody, drive down the lane, or Dame, who can attack off the dribble. Um, I think it's it's a combination of, of coaching, culture. You kind of saw them give up uh, under the last coach on defense. And then, um, I don't know, it kind of feels like Giannis is uh, becoming a little bit of a diva at the same time there, so... I think there's a lot of things going wow. on. Wow. Why do you say he's a diva? He got his old coach fired. He constantly acts like he's not happy. So that's why they traded for Dame, right? Like he he's like, I'm not happy with the roster. I want to get different things. But then you keep Chris Middleton around, like which is whack, first of all. Um Yeah. So there's a lot of different factors that are leading to them. And leading to Giannis, like kind of looking like a guy that's unhappy in almost any situation that he's in there because they're not constantly winning championships. And yeah, he's one of the best players in the world, uh, in the league, and potentially ever uh, individual players. But he's potentially not a good leader and not somebody that can, you know, roll with the punches when the team and the roster isn't looking great. Uh, he's a guy that seems to make a lot of demands publicly. Yeah, I guess I guess there's something to that. Um, but I definitely don't think that he runs his mouth like anybody else. I think he's more so like, hey, this is a business and this is not, you know, the team that I need to win. Because at the end of the day, like, he basically is like your manager, like your manager in like a workplace type of type of deal. Like, this is the guy who runs this team like you put the team around him so for him to be like hey this isn't working do something different i don't think that's a bad thing i think he's kind of just calling calling it as it is like hey we are in the playoffs but we're outmatched by you know the celtics and we need this to be able to compete with them i don't see anything wrong with that i think uh when you start to trickle into that GM role, 
we and we've seen it with LeBron over the years, especially with his Cavs stint. It it can get really dangerous because you think that you know what you need, but then your team and your players and and the pieces that you have aren't going to mesh with the coaches that you have because you think you know what you want. So then the coaches struggle to utilize them in the correct way, and then maybe you go and blame the coaches. But it's never actually like your fault. So I think that's what we're seeing with the Bucks right now is, uh, you know, cascading effect of I'm not happy here. I need this, this, and this. But then the coach isn't able to utilize that in the right way. And so you know what the coach thinks might be the best success plan, uh, which is you know typically what you should trust and not the player because he's not a professional in game plan and game management, is you know it's kind of falling apart for the players. Uh, and the coach is getting blamed for it. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're gonna try something new mid-season, like fifty-fifty shop with coin. It's like, so yeah, the season's probably lost. Yeah, so like, I mean, if it had worked, you're like, oh, this guy is so smart; he knows what his team needs. And then if it doesn't, then you're like, what the fuck? Like, stop being an asshole and just play basketball but <laughs> you know it's yeah. it's a double-edged sword absolutely um all right that is enough about the mvp race i think unless you got any last uh where is there i feel like we talk about the mvp race a lot but it has been switching up um and we, we're trying to get you those maybe sneaky picks uh with the with the better odds above like plus 500 right now that'd be luca yeah, Lucas plus 900, and I think Giannis is plus 800. I previously said Giannis was probably my guy. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> he's falling down. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's not looking too great right now. Yeah, just the team stretch, you know. it's People are just going to remember, hey, this team really sucked in the middle of the year. They're not going to think, oh, this player kept his team really good all year yeah. long. I think we so, said, like, if they get up to, like, the two seed, like, sure. Which they were. But they were the two seed. What are they now? The three. Oh, really? Cleveland. they're, like, the past. five. No, they're the three right now. Oh, okay. Well, maybe then that's not enough. Yeah, it's crazy that they're the three seed and they're having this many issues. Got Giannis. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, the East is the East. The East is so shit and weak. <laughs> um let's jump over into some of that NBA or NFL news that you had. Yeah, so kind of the first big thing that happened today. I mean it's not huge, but the Chiefs signed um former Bills punter Matareza. He was the rookie um, that was on the Bills roster a couple of years ago who had a whole bunch of sexual assault uh, charges brought against him, and the girl came out said that she lied. So he kind of got screwed, and now he's got another opportunity with the Chiefs. So I don't know. He had an absolute boot. That's what's for sure about this guy. And the Chiefs punter is currently a free agent, so seems like they are rolling with him for the foreseeable future. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, 
could be a good eye for them. Yeah, he showed in preseason that he can be a really, really good punter. Um, he was one of those first guys in the last few years who have come out and can just boot the ball like 60 yards in the air. So Yeah, which is really, really helpful <laughs> to gain yeah. a field position, especially, you know, some of those Chiefs regular season games when they're not the real Chiefs yet uh, would be really helpful. Yeah, especially with the modern day like analytics and everything um field position is more important than ever yeah absolutely all right uh and then we saw the seahawks rework gino's contract what's that about well i think it uh i think it tells us one of two things one they're either probably going to end up picking up a quarterback or two they just need some extra cap space. <laughs> yeah, could be a little bit of both. Um, yeah, we've talked about them as a potential candidate to pick up a, a new quarterback, um, especially like Bo Nix or somebody else like that. Um, but they're not really positioned to do so right now. They do have the great weapons and stuff, so that it would be viable if a quarterback, a new quarterback, came in um, and be. A, an offense that's friendly to that. Um, but I'm not. I think if we did see a quarterback come in there, that quarterback would sit behind Gino for a year or something like that. Uh, so nothing to be too hopeful on there. Probably not going to bring in a free agent. Probably be something through the draft on one of those later guys. I feel like I see Gino right now is like Ryan Tannehill was last year. Like, yeah, me too. Probably, probably gonna play like half the season at most. Um, I mean, I guess he would play the full season if they were doing really well, but I don't see that happening. Um, but he'll probably, you know, start the first few games, see how that goes, and you know, whoever's behind him is gonna get a shot, even if it's Drew Locke. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, so maybe they should bring somebody in. Could be a good spot for JJ McCarthy. Could be. I mean, there's a whole bunch of guys that are potentially second rounders that I think could really be good ads for the Seahawks. Yeah, and the Seahawks are very system-driven with their offense. It's like, okay, here's weapons, find one. It's basically basically their offense. (laughs) So you can pretty much plug and play a guy with a cannon of an arm as long as he's got a head on his shoulders. Like, you're all set. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, I think that could be interesting and a good landing spot for a quarterback. Like, uh, a lot better than what we were talking about with Tannehill, like Will Levis ending up there. That was not a good landing yeah. spot, and it seemed to have worked out okay. I think he's going to take a step up next year. Yeah, I don't know if he'll ever be, like, a really good quarterback, but I think he'll be an okay quarterback. Yeah. Good enough. I think he's viable, especially in fantasy. You can pick him up and, you know, and I've been doing some startup box. You can pick him up in uh, seventh, eighth, ninth round when all the other guys are gone. Will Levis is a good pick there. It's interesting, though, because he didn't throw for, like, any touchdowns. And there's a report today that... I know. 
in what in one game? <laughs> one game. Like one <laughs> half. Ridiculous. Um what I was gonna say is uh just with him going forward, like like I don't know. I I don't see it. And I I don't know. It's it's just a confusing situation because he has all the physical talent. And the news that came out today was that DeAndre Hopkins is probably going to be a cap casualty and a mutual parting of ways. Yikes. That's, uh, that's tough. That could be the end of the road for DeAndre Hopkins. I feel like he was pretty good last year. Maybe we're not seeing the best of DeAndre Hopkins, uh, the best that he could put out right now at his age. But over, Overreaction. That's an overreaction? That's such an overreaction. I mean, he wasn't that good last year. The year before, he was good, but like who was throwing him the ball? I know, but he's like (laughs) thirty-two. This kind of when we started to see Julio go out. It's very possible. It's possible, sure, but the report was more so like Hopkins signed with the Titans because Rabel was there and because um, one of his OCs from like. Houston was there so he was like all right like I'm gonna go play for the guys I like and now that they're gone he's like what am I doing here so that's that seems to be what's happening it's just like all right well we're not very good anyways um we might as well take this money to invest into some younger players um so that kind of just seems like what's going on here all right that makes sense. Uh, do you have any landing spots that you like for him? Anywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. any quarterback could use DeAndre Hopkins. I, I think that's right. Yeah. Like, Chiefs, Packers. Um, I could definitely see the Chiefs because they could probably get them for less than they could get, you know, Mike Evans or Michael Pittman or yeah. T. Higgins. So. You see, uh, Maybe the Jags. Maybe he goes back to Houston. No. <laughs> if I if I was shot. betting on this, I would pick the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I would too. But I, I feel like those plays never work out. So maybe the Jets. Even there's something bound to happen here. Well, there's going to be a lot of moves that we're going to have to cover in the coming weeks. Oh my god. It's going to be a sprint. <laughs> yeah, like, what is it? Two and a half weeks and we'll be covering every single friggin' signing and cut and trade. It's gonna yeah, so our dip up. into NBA was fun, but that's uh, that's going to be short-lived. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, All right. so... so the, next, the next thing here was uh, the Raiders were talking about uh, their Mahomes rule. They're going to they're gonna play defense on him like they, like everybody played against Michael Jordan. <laughs> I think that's ridiculous, but you know you gotta do something if you're the Raiders. I think the Broncos might even have to pick this one up too. Uh, actually, that whole division just gets kind of dumpstered by Mahomes, so go for it. Yeah, I mean, pray for everybody else in that division. Yeah, I mean he's ruined that that entire division. Like we see. Uh, like every year we think the Seahawks have, or not the Seahawks, the Chargers have one of the best rosters. Uh, the Broncos theoretically were supposed to be good. And even at a time, the Raiders had a viable offense and they've actually 
probably been the best set out of those three for like the last two, three years. Um, but every time we just get disappointed because they just get smacked by Mahomes. Yeah, and their entire division just beats itself up and then the Chiefs <laughs> just come out of nowhere and are good. Yeah, so. it's insane, dude. I think that's probably the story we're going to end up seeing next year, too. <laughs> I don't think this is all that relevant. I think it's just uh, another, you know, prod from their coach to get some attention because it seems like that's his big thing is he wants everybody to know he's the coach of the Raiders. For real, dude. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, I mean, he's like, he's like, I don't know how I got this job, but I did. And I want everybody to know. Oh yeah, he's got that job. He took he took like other coaching interviews to be like, well, I'm actually just gonna go back to the Raiders, but I'm the head <laughs> coach of the Raiders right now. Hey, I just wanted to accept this interview because I wanted to let you know that I'm gonna coach the Raiders. I'm the head coach <laughs> of the Raiders. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, all right. So, anything else with the NBA that you want or NFL that you want to go over before we get into some NBA bets and your bat parlay? Um, I think the one, well, there's, there's two things. One is kind of small. Um, the Chargers offensive coordinator said that they, that his plan for Justin Herbert was to run the ball. Um, that's an interesting plan for Justin Herbert. I don't think he means Justin Herbert to run the ball. I think he means like the offense. (laughs) Um, which will be interesting because who's the running back there? Yeah, that's a good question. Sounds like they're going to end up picking somebody. Blake Corum? Could be. Could be a good fit. He's basically Bray- Eckler. Bray- Braylon Allen? I know that's your guy. Yeah, he's going to be sick, dude. He's like 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a football game tomorrow. All right. Um, the other thing was the Justin Fields speculation. He kind of that podcast came out and he was talking about uh, what what what's going on with where he's going to end up, where he wants to end up, blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, I'm just ready to get it over with. Just like I'm tired of all the speculation, like either ship me off or don't like just figure it out. So it seems like he's getting a little bit frustrated and. Seems like he's getting shit. We all want. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I know <laughs> that there were some talks about, you know, maybe the we, we just talked about it. The Commanders trading up for Caleb, but that's just not going to happen. Justin Fields is gone. Justin Fields is a Steeler or a Falcon, and Caleb Williams is a Bear. When's the combine? It's like in a week or two gonna say it's like very that's soon when, that's well that's when stuff's gonna start to move around because you might start hearing like oh you it know starts drake on may is now the yeah i'm not surprised but you're gonna hear like oh drake may is now projected number one it's gonna be like what it's a week long though yeah that's gonna be crazy dude we're gonna have a lot of 40 times going here we're gonna have an entire segment which is called guess that 40 <laughs> time we're just gonna list a 40 time <laughs> You're going to have to guess. <laughs> Over under 4.5. For, for who? 
for anybody. Under. Okay, you win. Nice. That's all, all we right. really got um, for the NFL. Yeah, not a huge NFL news. Honestly, not a lot of NBA news either. NBA is back. I'm watching the first games right now. Uh, if you remember from the other episode, I had Magic Pacers. Pacers are up by 17. Magic are up by 11 right now, both in the fourth quarter. So that's pretty cool. And then you had Nets and Raptors. The Nets are down by 14. Or Sorry, you had Nets and um, Nuggets. And the Nets are down by now 15 points. Uh, <laughs> so it's looking like I'm going to be able to place a pretty bad bet for you next week. And I'll, I'll make sure to give you some good odds on that one. Thanks, man. I, I really appreciate that. You're being so considerate. Yeah. I love this new anti-betting <laughs> thing that we're, we've figured out. We're going to be so good at it. <laughs> all right. We just had some technical difficulties, but we're all good now. Um, so I was about to get into a new policy that we have with this betting competition. Um, we're not going to make picks that haven't hit one way or the other by the next episode. Uh, it makes no sense for us to have those um you're like we're sitting here right now talking about picks that we made last episode that haven't even done anything yet which is kind of stupid um obviously we had no control of that because of the all-star break and this is the first day with nba since then um but it's just something to keep in mind going forward here so uh without further ado i think we have a couple picks that we both like here um i'm gonna make one for friday and one for saturday just to keep them a little bit staggered. And I think my Friday pick has got to be the Warriors here. Um, I don't see the odds on it. So I mean, Golden State's favorite by 13 and a half. Yeah, it's saying minus 1,200. Oh, look at that. I pulled a U. All right, I'll do something more fun. <laughs> um, I'll take the Pelicans at minus two and a half. Uh, it's going to be a lot closer. What are the odds on that one? Minus 148. Okay, cool. All right. I'll take the uh, Clippers at minus 470. They're playing the Grizzlies. All right. What was it? Uh, Minus 470 for the Clippers. And then who do you got for your other one? Yeah, so for Saturday, let me just quickly check if Sunday has anything great. Uh, it's not no showing odds for those days. Out. It's not even showing odds for Saturday, so I'm just going to make a pick. Saturday is a pretty weak NBA day. I'm only seeing like three games right now. Um, But I think a game that's going to have close odds that would be a fun one to take something in is going to be the Celtics. Knew you were going to do it. But I'll leave it for you, and I'll take the Magic. <laughs> oh, no, you you picked it. you got to take it. All right, all right, all right. Well, well, I guess I don't have odds on that, but I'll check them, uh, like, tomorrow. <laughs> and that leaves me with Minnesota over Brooklyn, um, because Orlando over pick. Detroit is going to be, like, 
minus two thousand. So <laughs> I'm gonna I, I'm gonna take Minnesota. <laughs> okay. So those are our picks for this weekend. Uh and we will be back on Monday with the results of this uh little tournament here. It might be right. really so you also had <laughs> <laughs> Celtics, fuck you, dude. Um, we also had a twenty-seven leg parlay that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, so kind of previewed it before. Um, I'm not going to go through every single team, but basically the reasoning for this is um, Fridays in college baseball is one of the easiest betting days in all of betting sports. Um, so I was 19 of 20 last week. Um, a major, a major, uh, what's it called? Favorite lost. So that's why that parlay lost. That was five dollars for 1,200. Um, the one I got this week is 10 for 1,300. Um, on Fridays, the best pitcher pitches for each of these teams. So the better teams, being the SEC teams, ACC teams they're pretty much a lock to win their games. Um, there's some games that I kind of maneuver around just because they could get interesting. Um, but this week, it's going to be five for 1,300 um, at plus 1,100 odds. I'll post the details on the Twitter account. 20-pick um, parlay if you just want to you know, throw some money at something and see if it weirdly hits. Go for it. Is that if you're going to fit in the Twitter text limit? <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try. <laughs> All right. Sweet. Um, Anything else you want to go over before we call it? No, man. I think uh, I think we covered just about everything that we could have covered without just sweet. boring people by talking about it for an hour. All right. Well, we'll be back on monday hopefully some nfl stuff happens this weekend we can talk about that uh otherwise we will be talking about nba games nba storylines nba bets and maybe some college baseball stuff too hopefully hopefully there's something to talk about hopefully 27 college baseball games we'll be talking about 20 20 (laughs) 30 college football games it's awesome dude All right. That's cute. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you.